I love talking about love. Love, 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 love. Jesus is love. Of course, we talk about Jesus here on the podcast. But today, I have my friend Suzanne with me, and I love her. (laughs) And we are talking about love. We're sharing our personal journeys with love and experiencing Christ's love. We're emphasizing the difference between love and how it's not just a word, but it's a verb and a noun. We're discussing some of the misconceptions about love and the world and the importance of understanding God's definition of love and so much more. So join me and Suzanne Manning. Suzanne has invested her time as a teacher, a wife, mom, homemaker, a mentor, girls minister, speaker, writer, and most importantly, an encourager to everyone she meets. Her and her husband, Don, have seven children ranging from 32 to 16. In order, they have four girls, Molly, Madeline, Macy, and Mackenzie, and three boys, Michael, Maddox, and McCade. They have stopped having their kids of their own, but now have four daughters married. They get to enjoy four plus <laughs> grandchildren as well. Suzanne and Don Manning are founders of Crazy Cool Family, a ministry that serves parents who want to experience a family where kids love Jesus, love you, love each other, and have a God-inspired purposeful purpose in life. Together, they have a passion to help families rethink the way we do family one relationship at a time. You guys sit down, grab a cup of coffee or tea, and listen to this incredible conversation with Suzanne Manning. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome to an episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. Today I am so excited because we are here with a very, very special guest. We are here with my friend, Suzanne Manning. Suze, thank you so much for being here. Friends, you heard a little bit about her in the bio, so we're in the beginning. We're just going to jump right in with conversation because, spoiler alert, uh, Suze and I have been having conversation for like 45 minutes now, and so <laughs> we are primed and ready to talk. We just hit record an hour ago and I just know. let them hear us ramble. It was all good though. It was like catching up on life. But then as like anything that comes out of Suzanne's mouth is just gold. And so I'm like, wait, we just, let's, let's hit record now. <laughs> so good. Thank you so much for being here and taking the time. Oh my goodness, Sam. Thank you so much. I absolutely love what you're doing. I love that you are collecting women and, um, and talking about Jesus and sharing and sharing the amazingness of, of Jesus in our lives. I think it's a, 
such a valuable, valuable space that you are in. And I just am, I'm just so proud of you. The mama in me is just so proud of you for taking ground for um, the Lord in this way. And I just am so honored and excited to get to visit with you today. Thank you so much for that. Okay. So we decided we're going to talk all about love, baby. Um, so why don't you, well, you've been talking to the Holy Spirit about this. So why don't you kick us off with sort of what has been rumbling in your soul? Yeah. So I, I think that I've, I've, I've wrestled with love probably my whole life in the, you know, what is the meaning of love? You know, I've got a little bit of hippie deep down inside me, you know, so, yes. you know, what is love? What, what, wherefore art thou love? You know, just the whole thing of love, but, um, this new round, I feel like that, um, that the Holy Spirit is just stirring up. And there's a couple questions that I feel like that he's asking is, um, is how do how do I love? And then how do I feel loved? And I think a little bit has to do with, I mean, just as I'm into this last season, I'm 55 years old. I have seven kids. They're adults. I've got a couple teenagers on the back end of being, being teenagers. And it's to love them and to be loved by them is radically different than that two-year-old and their chubby little arms throwing their arms around you and needing that hug or those emotional breakdowns don't happen at the level that they did when they're, you know, pre-teens or anything else like that. And so it feels like that the Lord is doing a work with me. Okay. So let's, let's up your love level. I mean, let's, let's dive into love at the next level. And what does that look like? How do you love your, where, you know, Don and I are, you know, in those, you know, how do we love at that level as older, you know, you know, not young and let's go hop in bed and have a good time with you, you know, as well. Oh, let's go on a walk and visit. And anyway, it's just radically different, this love thing. And so, We've just kind of been pressing in to say, okay, God, what do you, what do you have for us in this new realm of learning about love again? I love that too, because as you're saying that you just, I just realized that yes, like, so your, your youngers are becoming older and they're going to be gone out of the house soon, which means you and Dawn are going to be empty nesters at some point. And so you guys have to find a new rhythm for love, but then also you have more people to love because your family reproduces at a very high rate. <laughs> So your capacity to love is growing and growing. And that is, that is so cool because coupled that with, we live in a world who can't actually define what love is. And if you asked anybody who's not a Jesus follower, you would say, well, love is love and love is that. And no, we know that's not true. And there is one true definition of love. And so yeah, I love that we get to go deeper with this subject today because I think we all also, regardless of if you're in the toddler, you have a baby on your boob or you're changing diapers still or college kids, our capacity to love is different at every stage, but it comes from the one source. It's all the same source. I love that. And I love that you brought up because I love that you said that love from the world's perspective. I mean, I think love from the world's perspective is unconditional acceptance. And I would say that that is not, that's not what God does. He unconditionally loves, but he doesn't accept us. He doesn't accept our sin. He doesn't leave us where we are. He challenges challenges us to move forward and, and to look at things from a different perspective. He challenges us to repent, to turn around, to go a different direction, to go toward him and not away from him. And so I do agree that the world has skewed love. Just watch any rom-com. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, they're a mess They're You leave with this, um, this giddiness, but it's not this inspiration. It's not this deep, deep love. And so I 100% agree that it does come from the father, you know, that they, they, God gave it to us. So talking about love, Don and I've been talking about how love is a verb and it's a noun. So you've got to love, we've got to, it's something that we do, but it's also something that we have. And I just, of course it is. That's who God is. God is love. You know, he is something, but he also got for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so it's way more dynamic than I think. I mean, the world downplays it so much it, the, to the world. Love is a feeling. Yeah. And, I mean, and while it is a feeling, I mean, it does feel and love does feel good. I mean, oh my goodness. When those grandbabies come into my house and I scoop them up, overwhelmed with love, you know, the smooches and the kisses and then a nibble on their ear. I mean, I count that all as love. That's all, you know, lovely love, if you will, but it's, um, it's so much more. And so that's what I feel like that God's doing in our life right now is he's showing me love is so much more how you do it, how you give it, how you receive it is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it is action. And we know that because of what we, what he did to show us love and continues to do, but his ultimate sacrifice. Right. But then sometimes I feel like we maybe like, even with, I was thinking of self-care love, right? We love ourselves and we all want to love ourselves. Well, I am such an advocate. that No, I mean, yes, I love myself, but I can't feel my love tank necessarily like the Lord. Can't. Like that still comes back to the Lord. I don't need self-care. I need him to care. I need to abide like that sort of place. So like any aspect of the worldly love is tainted. And we know that we know that, um, we, we sometimes as Christians, but especially the world will taint sort of the truth to fit our narrative. And so that's right. what we see every single day. But I also believe that that's why we don't have breakthrough in our lives is because we don't actually understand. We've, we've been taught this watered down gospel. We believe the lie that says it's all about us when in reality it has nothing to do with us. And we are so centered on either someone else and getting emotional love that way, or like our focus is just off. And so I loved that you brought up this conversation because you had such good points and you already hit us in the head with what the world thinks, but it does. Real love comes from sacrifice and comes from repentance and no sweet girlfriend. Everything you're doing is not okay. (laughs) So but I right. love you enough to tell you that. That's why we're having this conversation, right? So yes, absolutely different, different definitions of love that all are tainted, unfortunately. Yeah. And so you think about like the world gives us the five love language, you know, the acts of service and, I, and, I, and, and you know, words of encouragement, uh, physical touch, um, physical proximity, you know, being close gifts, you know, so you've got those. And I love that the world has tried to put, um, something concrete to love to show us how to love. But I think that, and and it's good and I use it, but I mean, I know, I mean, I know what each of my kids love languages are. I, I walk in the gift of acts of service. And so you do the dishes for me and I feel loved. And so while that does work, God's got a, it's bigger than that for us. I feel like, I feel like that he's got it. He's got He's got love in a place where he wants to not only, I mean, share it through those avenues, but it also comes through 
our, our words, our wisdom, our connection, our understanding, our empathy, our being able to understand from their perspective. You, let's say you've got that two-year-old that is just laid out throwing a fit. I mean, and when I, when, when my daughter Macy was two and she was emotional like that, it would trigger something in me that would rise up that was definitely not love. It was definitely the opposite of, oh my God, you know, and I wanted to match her fit with my own fit. And when God comes in, that's, he doesn't match our fit with a fit. He comes in with peace. He comes in with the opposite. He comes in with what we need. And I think that that's where I'm trying to tap into and trying to understand. And once again, I do not have all the answers, but I do believe that that's where, what God's trying to do with us. Like you said, the mama, God's trying to put the oxygen mask on us and fill us up with the love that he feels that overwhelming, you know, head to toe, whatever's needed, peace, joy, love, you know, whatever the fruit has for whatever the fruit of the spirit has for us. He wants to fill us with that so that then we can give what he has given us back to the two-year-old that's laying on the floor screaming. Yes. Our favorite scene. Yes. I, I have women and moms specifically that I'm working with or walking with that say, I don't have time. I don't have time to read the Bible or to get in his presence. And I would argue that you don't have the time not to. And that's exactly why, like you just said, Suze, like the oxygen mask, it, if our strength and all of the fruits of the spirit come from the father, I don't have time not to, because that means I'm operating out of my own strength, which is usually hollering at my children or doing something that doesn't reflect Christ as opposed to being filled up with him first. But I do think that we don't have time for what we may think it looks like in terms of, okay, you're right. I don't have time. Well, I do now, but I didn't always have time to sit with my Bible and my beautiful highlighter pens and my perfectly curated notebook to write out scripture. And that's not the time we're talking about, right? Like I spend time with the Lord while I'm folding laundry or throwing it in my master closet to hide. Uh, or doing the dishes, right? Or as I wake up and open my eyes, I'm like, here we go, God. It's you and I. What do you have for me today, right? Like that relationship time, that's that's the time we need and want. And so I think that's the beautiful role of motherhood that we get to when we become mothers, I think that that's the next step in our relationship with God is that we get to do it all day long throughout the day in the middle of all the chaos and the, in the craziness. Um, because we have this, like you said, the ideal of the perfect quiet time. I remember sitting in a room full of moms and them saying, I can't do my quiet time. And I'm like, Yes, you can. You just can't, like you said, you can't do it like you did. You can't sit on the couch with all the, you know, whatever you can't have a, actually with small children, you can't even have a complete thought, you know, it's always interrupted, but that just means that the, to have the thoughts with God throughout the day, I actually think it opens up the opportunity for relationship at a whole different level. So just like you're doing the relationship with your kids. And I think that's one of the reasons God gives us kids is to show us, this is the kind of relationship I want with you. I want a I want an interrupted wreck my life relationship with you just like your kids have done in your life. And when we can when we when that clicks like the light bulb goes off and we're like, "Oh, you don't want the 2-hour devotion time just for me. You want me throughout the day." And he's like, 
yes, <laughs> I, yes, that's what I want. I want, I want interaction with you all day long. I want you to invite me in to the, to the chaos and the craziness and all of that so that I can give you what you need in that moment. But he's such a gentleman. He's waiting for us to invite. He's not going to be the demanding two-year-old that comes in while we're on the you know, toilet. You know, mommy, I need you. You know, mm-hmm. that's not how God does it at all. <clears throat> so, yeah, which I don't know about you, but that just gave me full like, like, as you said that, like, oh, I don't want the two-hour devotional. That is a deep breath to my soul because that sounds like something else I have to do. Whereas inviting him into a relationship every single day in front of the kids, I have so many women too that are like, well, I need my peace and quiet. And yes, don't get me wrong. Please have quiet time with that and, and study the word in a different capacity. But for the most part, most of us can't do that. But I read the word of God in front of my kids. So now that they join me to read the word, or I listen to worship music loud inside the house or so whatever, right? So like I'm inviting my kids into that process too, because I don't want them to be raised with the mistaken identity that it's something they have to do. It's a person they have to show up for. Instead, we get to invite the Holy Spirit to be without us or with us throughout our day. And friends, that's so much easier. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air to just be like, okay, I can do life with you, God, because you're already here with me. I just need to invite you into all of these moments. Like, Hello, so much easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, by all means, have the retreat. And mm-hmm. I mean, balance it. If you're watching Netflix, you know, alone in your room and your kids are in bed and it's late at night and well, have you filled up with God? I mean, so there, there is a, there yeah. is a give and take. There is a, where are we using our time and how do we do that? But I, I mean, and, and those times that we can get alone with God are so sweet and it's not something that we have to do. It's something that we get to do. And then to even change it into our mind is something that we want to do, that we're hungry for, that we desire it, that we're desperate for. Like I can't face tomorrow. Mm-hmm. With all of these children and all of their demands, if I am not filled up fully and completely, so what's it going to take for me to get there? I mean, is it a good night's sleep and I need to go to bed at eight o'clock when they do? You know, is it that I get up early and exercise and on my walk, I visit with God? Is it that I, you know, get away for an all day Saturday and hire a babysitter so that I can get, you know, on my face before the Lord? So it goes back to that self-care, you know, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as you love yourself. I love it that he included as you love yourself. I love that part because as mamas, we ha- we have to love ourselves. We have to be filled up. And how do we love ourselves? Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. It's a circle, you mm-hmm. know? And so you have to start with that part. We have to be filled up with him. With everything we've got, we've got to love him because that's how we love ourselves. So then we can love all those, you know, two-year-olds, five-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 25-year-olds, you know, those people that are in our lives that are, that are our neighbors, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like sometimes I've been guilty of loving people better than I love myself. I would say things to other people that I would never say to myself, right? Our self-criticism, or I would do things for other people at expense for myself. And so for me, that scripture, I'm like, oh, Oh, how am I loving myself that I'm loving my neighbor better than that? Like, that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> Sam, I believe that that is one of the enemy's biggest ploys against women. 
I mean, I guess all of mankind, but for sure against women, because mm-hmm. he's come to steal, kill and destroy. And how can he do that? Well, he can get into our thoughts and he can tell us, oh, no, you don't need to take a nap right now, even though you're exhausted. You need to do the laundry or you need to do the things or you don't, you, you, you know, he he lies to us or you're, oh, you're you're a little chubby right now or you're you're not very smart or you're not. I mean, whatever the I mean, you guys, you ladies, yeah. you know, I mean, we're talking to you. You know exactly the lie to the enemy. And it's so crazy. I was just battling with the enemy the other day. I had I had the grandkids over for a full week, and so I got plunged right back into two three year old and one year old world. <laughs> and I was having these thoughts, these negative thoughts of I don't want to do this anymore. I've already done this. This is you know I have I have been you know delivered from this season of life. <laughs> small children. I don't have the patience for it and all this stuff. And then the enemy, I mean, and those were the lies that the enemy was trying to still kill and destroy my time with those precious babies. And then he said this line, he said, you don't even, you, you don't even, you don't even care about family. You don't even want to do family anymore. And then it was like, oh my gosh, that's the enemy. Yeah. He's been lying to me. That is that is, I mean, I, I live for relationships. I live, I mean, the relationship with, I mean, that's what our crazy full family ministry is all mm-hmm. about. You know, you talked about that. We t- you pursue God, build relationships, create culture. And so I was like, oh, that's the enemy. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And so then I turned, turned it around and invested in those little girls and loved those little girls and stopped believing the lies in my head that were not loving myself. And they, so they were preventing me from loving others. And so ladies, we have to love ourselves Mm -hmm. because if we don't, then we, it's, it's a, um, it's an uh, inauthentic love that we're giving to our neighbor. And it's not even honoring and valuing and glorifying God because we're his creation. And so we have to, I mean, I would say we have to start with loving ourselves, but we start with loving God. But it, once again, it's a circle. So start wherever you want on the circle <laughs> and know that it's going to flip back around to the others. So I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. And thanks for healing that part of me. <laughs> I, you had mentioned uh, before we started talking to you just other ways. So loving ourselves and then how... Okay, how do you think women struggle with knowing the love of the Father or receiving love of the Father? How how can we like reconcile that as women? Yeah, I think that that's so bad. So I am an I am an advocate of we we have to be able to hear God's still small voice. I teach my children at a very young age to hear God's voice. And it's, I mean, super simply, all I teach them is there's basically kind of like three voices in your head. You know, there's um, there's a good boy voice and that's God. There's a bad voice. And then there's like, I would say a neutral voice. That's like a, um, a, a running yourself. Like I'm going to wash my hair today. That's not good or bad. You know, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get something to eat. That's not necessarily good or bad. It's, you know, time to go to bed. So that's kind of the neutral voice. But you've got the good and the bad. The destructive voices, anytime the... There's a thought that comes in that kills, steals, and destroys. That's the enemy. He's trying to derail us. But where I think that we miss it a lot as women is anytime there is a good voice, we 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 don't give God the credit for that. Mm. Anytime we have a positive, good thought, like, oh my goodness, it's beautiful outside. It's it's a lovely day. The weather is fabulous. Or I love my husband. Or this child is just incredible. Or they're you're so smart. Or you're beautiful. Any positive, good, uplifting, encouraging, you know, 
life giving, anything like that, that's from the creator. And he's put that in us and it's a still small voice and it sounds like our voice. And so we don't know how to distinguish it. And so I'll just tell my kids all the time, just go ahead and give God, just go ahead and give God the credit for those positive thoughts. Go ahead and give God the credit for when you have something that's wise, that you think that you have a thought that's a wise thought that's beyond you or intelligence or like I just said, anything positive. And so I think a lot of the times as women, we don't pay attention to that still small voice, whether it is good or bad, and we don't assign it. Oh, that's bad. That's the enemy. You know, get, you know, get thee behind me, Satan. That's good. That's God. Thank you, God. I, I'm so grateful for you. I love you, Lord. Thank you for that. And so many times with those thoughts there, if you can pay attention to it, there, there's a flood of, um, if I'm a feeler. And so there's a flood of feelings that come with like that, a, a rush of peace or a rush of hope or a flood of love that will come through that I'll just be like, oh my gosh, I just love you so much, you know? So anyway, that's, that's one of the ways that I would say that as women, we have to be able to hear God's voice and distinguish his voice above all other voices and then give him the credit and be grateful for it. Yeah. I love that. I love because I feel like in that it's gratitude, right? It's, it's a simple, thank you, God, for this beautiful, seriously, today <laughs> in Tennessee, thank you, God, for this beautiful weather where I don't feel like I'm walking into someone's mouth. Thank yeah. you, you know, thank you for this quiet time. Like my kids are gone. Thank you. You know, and just when you're recognizing that it's God, you're also recognizing that it's not of you and it's not of the enemy but it's him. And so we know that scripture says to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, to give thanks in all circumstances. Like this is the will of God in Christ. And so if that's the case, then then every day, I mean, at, at the very least, when you first wake up in the morning, you have a, thanks God for waking me up. Like I'm here. I get to do this life today. It's not guaranteed. We know that. And so thanks God. And so throughout the day, as you're, I love that you're just giving little gratitude deposits that is, on one hand, it's it's fertile ground for you to parent out of and mother out of and self out of, right? But it's also, my favorite little thing is punching the enemy's face. And so when you're accepting the um, the words of gratitude, then that means the, the enemy who already has no authority in us or with us, but has no way to sneak in because I'm thankful for these children. I've already just said, I heard the voice of God and I'm so thankful for this kid that's the two-year-old that's throwing a fit on the floor. So the enemy can't come in and say, I'm a bad mom and you're doing it wrong. And Betty Sue down the street does it better. Or this Instagram coach says you should love her differently or whatever, right? All the junk that comes in your mind, you're already punching him in his face before he gets the opportunity to share the crap. Can I say that? Because you recognize. (laughs) Might as well. Yes, but you're getting, you're recognizing the goodness. And so you're getting the opportunity to reject the not good stuff, the stuff that's not of him. And so many times in Christian culture, we don't call out the enemy because we don't want to give him authority or we think we'll give him more power. But the scripture says that he already is the ruler and principality of this world. So the world that we are living in, does he have power over us? No, because we have Christ living in us. So we have the power of Christ, but he still has some things, some things that he can do here. Right. And so one of his oldest tricks since Eve 
is lying and is deception. And so is like, it's his go-to. So when we're adopting gratitude, when we're listening to the voice of God, we're simultaneously punching the enemy in his face. And that's like our favorite thing to do here. I mean, and I just think as women, that's where we're, we're called to do that. We, we must do that. You know, it's not even, it's not a luxury that we get to do. It's mm-hmm. something that we must do because we need to show our children that we're doing it. We need to be, you know, what is it? The Proverbs, you know, there's nothing worse than a, you know, grouchy wife on the corner of the roof, you know, I'm not yep. saying it right, but our husbands don't want that, you know, they want the gratitude wife. How radically different would that be if your husband walked in the door and you met him with gratitude? I just, you know, or, you know, I love you so much, honey. Thank you for going out and working all day. Or like the kids are fighting in the back seat, and you say, I just love it when you guys get along. It blesses me so much when you guys share. And they look at you like you're crazy because they know they're not doing that. But then they're like, oh, okay. I mean, gratitude is, it is a game changer and it is a, it is a God connector. And so by all means, you know, use that. So yeah, that's what I would say to mamas is listen to that still small voice and then match it with gratitude because that multiplies that still small voice. Yeah. I love that. And I also love that we don't have to do any of this on our own, that we're not mothers on an island with just us and our children. There is community, but there's also community in Christ in how he desires that so much for us. So we're not going to get it right. We're going to miss times where we don't hear it. We're not going to we're not going to be perfect women or parents until we get to heaven. Praise Jesus. But like give us permissions. I feel like the love of Christ that we are talking about comes in and fills the the gaps of maybe our own childhood or the way we were raised. It fills mm-hmm. in our lack of, right? Because we're not sufficient and all comes from him. And so that love that we're talking about takes, I just, I'm like pictural. So I imagine like in my heart, <laughs> this is weird, but listen, in my heart, there's like gaps, right? There's maybe like, maybe my trauma from the past, or there's things that I was raised differently and I want to do different for my kids or like whatever, fill in the blanks. And where I just see Holy Spirit, like filling it in, literally like coloring it in and he covers that. And so, so many times in this world, we think that we have to have all the answers And we think that we have to parent perfectly, but his grace is sufficient. And so a reminder that when we mess it up and we don't do it perfectly, we don't hear from God even today. And we start again tomorrow, like his grace and the Holy Spirit is big enough and good enough and loves us enough to fill in those gaps and those voids for us. I love that. I, I love that. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too very visual. And so I love the visual of you've got the heart and it's colored in. And I just see, I just see the Holy Spirit co- coloring in his fruit. Here's love and here's your joy and here's some peace. And, oh, this needs patience. This situation needs a lot of patience, you know, and this right here, let me give you some bold self-control, you know, cause you're going to need some self-control here. And so I do, I love that. And so how do, what do we do in all of that? And I feel like that the word that comes to mind is surrender. Mm. I mean, that's what we get to do in all of it. When it comes to love, you mentioned earlier that love is sacrifice. Um, but I think it starts with surrender, admitting that I can't do it, that I'm not perfect, that I, that I'm not perfect. And not only am I not perfect, but I actually don't even want to be perfect. I want to be like Jesus, but I don't want to be a perfect Suzanne. I want to be Jesus. And so I, so what do I need to do that? Well, I need Jesus. And so what did Jesus do? He sent the Holy Spirit 
to help us be the, you know, is the helper to help us be like Jesus. And so, and so there's a lot of times that I was parenting that I would say, okay, you know, the old cliche, what would Jesus do? You know, yes. what would Jesus do in this situation? I wonder what kind of parent Jesus would, how would Jesus parent this? Would he turn the tables over right now because he's so frustrated with the kids? Valid. There's times. I mean, there are times that I, that I strategically lost my cool because I knew that that's what the child needed. I mean, I know that Jesus did not go into that temple and turn those tables over out of his lack of self-control. Mm-hmm. He didn't because he didn't sin. Yeah. And so he had full control. He had a, he had it planned and in place. He knew exactly what he was doing to show them how horrible they were being, you know, dishonoring they were being to his father in his father's house. And so to do that, to say, okay, what would Jesus do? Holy Spirit, I need you right now. Show me your path, your way in each and every situation, whether it be with a child, which will happen. You'll have so many opportunities throughout the day to invite the Lord in. <laughs> So many, you know, or a, a conversation with your husband that he says or does something that you don't love, you know, that you don't even like, or uh, maybe as a neighbor or a friend or even the grocery store checkout person, or my worst thing is like a, a, um, a help person on a call, you know, like, Hey, I need to get my cable fixed. And they have no power whatsoever to do anything that I need them to do. Holy Spirit, I need you. You know, I need your patience here. I need you to give me a different tone of voice, yeah. even if I interact yeah. with this person right here. Um, anyway, but so what I just want to get on the other side of it though and say, but what's so exciting is the getting to partner with the creator of the universe, mm-hmm. to getting to partner with, you know, the savior that walked on the world, or getting to partner with the Holy Spirit in these things. You've I mean, when it happens, when we surrender, when we do it. It's like walking on water. I mean, it is it is the most incredible thing to say, oh, I was used by God. I That was so far beyond me. I so couldn't have said that or done that or responded that way. That was so God. And that's the relationship that I think the abundant woman, that's what you're talking about. That's mm-hmm. how we become an abundant woman is when we surrender and allow God to use us in a situation that's beyond us. Yeah. In all the situations in your home, if you're in corporate, if you're in college, like all the situations, surrender is our favorite word here (laughs) and the hardest word here, but yeah, it has nothing to do with us. And we get to walk, like get to, we get to walk, like you said, with the creator and in the abundance that he's had for us, just because we surrender our will for his, like what a great trade-off I'm down for that for the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah, come on. That's what makes it worth it. Honestly, that's what makes it living because this is the enemy's territory. I mean, this is not, you know, this God's coming back, but he's not back yet. So we Mm -hmm. are walking on enemy territory, but how do we, how do we not just survive, but thrive it, thrive in it? We bring kingdom to earth. We bring heaven to earth. How do we do that? We surrender, ask God in to all the big things and the little things. Yeah. Every single day. Yep. So we're, (laughs) yep. Marching. Okay, before we wrap up, this was incredible, but I want you to give a last encouragement for the woman listening who maybe is like, yes, all of this, but also love me. Just do you do this so well? Just love on the women listening and telling her that it's we can do. So all you mamas out there, all you women out there, the thing that I would say to encourage you is that um, you're doing it. You're doing a great job that I, like I, like, like Sam said, I'm, she's visual, I'm visual too. And I just see, 
I just see God, you know, from his throne saying, well done, good and faithful servant. You're doing it. You, you are loved. You are sharing my love with the people in your life. I have handpicked you to love the children that I've given you, to love the spouse that I've given you, to love the coworkers that I've given you, to love the neighbors that I've given you, and you're doing it well. And so carry on, good and faithful servant. That's just, that's just what I see. I see your handful of abundant women that you've collected, Sam, and God's just smiling over them and saying, well done, well done, well done. And so as the enemy comes in and tries to lie to you and tell you that you need to do more and you're not doing enough and in all the different ways that he's lying to you, I just encourage you to flip it back around and say, God, what do you say? What do you say about me? What do you, Mm. what do you have to say? There's so many times that I've done that. And he's just said, I love you. Are you enough? Or you've got what it takes. I mean, he, he's so good to tell me exactly what my soul needs And I didn't even know if I, I didn't know I needed that. And so that's what I just encourage you mamas and women to do out there is to believe that God is for you. He sees you, he's proud of you, and he wants to tell you how amazing you are. Mm, I love that. Yes. And amen. (laughs) told you guys you were in for a treat. You didn't even know. Okay. So before we officially wrap up, I want to share all about crazy cool family. Um, Yes, all the things. Give me all the things about this incredible ministry that you and Don lead. Okay, so um, you mean all the things like you like where to connect with us or how it came? What do you What do you want? What do you want from me, Sam? You know more than I do about this, Sam. Actually, <laughs> I was giving you permission to do it. No, okay, so same. Um, <laughs> Um, oh, I don't think we shared this. So I actually work for Don and Suzanne. They have an incredible ministry. Uh, it's called Crazy Cool Family. You've seen me share about it on social media. I think I've even talked about it here on the podcast. And so Don and Suzanne are incredible, credible parenting coaches. They have poured their heart and soul into their beautiful seven children, who I was telling Suzanne earlier, this is one of my favorite parts, who are now seven incredible adults. And so they have not only parented babies all the way up to kids and now grandparents and all the things, but their children are amazing fruits of God's grace, but also their parenting skills. And so they um, have an incredible program called base camp that is now free. And so just because it's free doesn't mean that it's free for value. It is probably worth a bajillion dollars. <laughs> like for me in my parenting journey, it is worth so much money, but they are so honorable in that they want every parent to have access to resources and trainings and teachings that they have utilized with their own children and that they are teaching us. And so they also have, um, so they have that free training, sign up at Basecamp or all of this is at crazycoolfamily.com. I'll have all the specific links below. They also have a super fun podcast um, that they're going through actually the fruits of the spirit uh, this summer. And so go listen to that. Cause we've talked about the fruits a little bit, but I love that they dive into that. They have social media. You can go find them at crazy cool family, all the places. But basically if you've listened to this entire episode and you're hearing my voice now, you must, this is commandment from Samantha <laughs> sign up <laughs> at crazycoolfamily.com Because if you're listening to it, that means that you're intrigued by like parenting and journey and you're a mama. And I have the best mama resource aside from God 
is them. And so go check them out today. How's that? Is that good, Susan? That was perfect. The only thing I would add to it that is so perfect. The only thing that I would add is that parenting is hard. It is yes. it's one of the hardest things that we get to do is to mold and shape a, a little being. Um, and so what we do at Crazy Cool Family at Base Camp specifically, we, we also have a book and on the podcast is we just encourage you in that journey of parenting. We just want to come along beside you. Basecamp is a bunch of small videos where we just come in and say, you're doing great. Encourage instead of criticize. And we um, Siblings can and should be best friends. And so we've got a whole bunch of topics just to encourage you in that parenting journey. And so I just, yes. yeah. So, and then Sam is our number one cheerleader. She does all of our social media. She's incredible. We absolutely adore her and um, could not, do not look near as good without her. So thank you. <laughs> Stop. You're welcome. I, as you're saying that, I'm like, yes, the little videos. I've watched like how to get your siblings to stop fighting probably no less than 50 times. So <laughs> that's the views is me. <laughs> good. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you thank so much. Thank you so much for this. Stop this. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community going after Jesus and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.